the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy i am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly discover the word identify yourself in the word meditate on the word speak the word walk in the word walk in the abundance of life that jesus christ has paid for welcome to this week's episode of the abundant life with gilbert and jacobina where the word of god is taught practically ushering you into all that christ is right for you we really appreciate you joining us this podcast really shows us how we can all learn live and thrive from the word of god by sharing knowledge through conversation and teaching we will impart some knowledge while still learning ourselves how to grow in the lord even further hi welcome to this week's episode of the abundant life with gilbert and jacobina today i'll be walking you through galatians chapter 5 having discussed galatians chapter 4 with jacobina uh, and i'll start out reading from the amplified version of our bible and it goes as so in this freedom christ has made us free and completely liberated us stand fast then and do not be hampered and held ensnared and submit again to a yoke of slavery which you have once put off notice it is i paul who tells you that if you receive circumcision christ will be of no profit advantage to you for if you distrust him you can gain nothing from him i once more protest and testify to every man who receives circumcision that he is under obligation and bound to practice the whole of the law and its ordinances if you seek to be justified and declared righteous and to be given a right standing with god through the law you are brought to nothing and so separated severed from christ you are fallen away from the grace from god's gracious favor and unmerited blessing for we not relying on the law but through the holy spirit's help by faith anticipate and wait for the blessing and good for which our righteousness and right standing with god or conformity to his will in purpose thought and action causes us to hope for if we were in christ jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything but only faith activated and energized and expressed and working through love you were running the race nobly who has interfered in and hindered and stopped you from your heeding and following the truth this evil persuasion is not from him who called you who invited you into freedom in Christ a little living a slight inclination to error or a few false teachers leaves the whole lap it perverts the whole conception of faith or misleads the whole church for my part i have confidence toward you in the lord that you will take no contrary view of the matter but will come to think with me but he who is unsettling you however he is will have to bear the penalty but brethren if i still preach circumcision as some accuse me of doing as some accuse me of doing as necessary to salvation why am i still suffering persecution in that case the cross has ceased to be a stumbling block and is made meaningless done away i wish those who unsettle and confuse you would go all the way and cut themselves off 
For you, brethren, were indeed called to freedom. Only do not let your freedom be an incentive to your flesh and an opportunity or excuse for selfishness. But through love, you should save one another. For the whole law concerning human relationships is complied, is complied within the one precept. You should love your neighbor as you do yourself. But if you bite and devour one another in partisan strife, be careful that you and your whole fellowship are not consumed by one another. But I say, walk in love and walk and live habitually in the Holy Spirit, sorry, responsive to and controlled and guided by the Spirit, then you will certainly not gratify the cravings and desire of, desires of the flesh of human nature without God. For the desires of the flesh are opposed to the Holy Spirit and the desires of the Spirit are opposed to the flesh. Godless human nature, for these are antagonistic to each other, continually withstanding and in conflict with each other, so that you are not free but are prevented from doing what you desire to do. But if you are guided, led by the Holy Spirit, you are not subject to the law. Now, the doings, practices of the flesh are clear, obvious. They are immorality, impurity, indecency, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, ill temper, selfishness, divisions, dissensions, party spirit, factions, sects with peculiar opinions, heresies, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and the like. I warn you beforehand, just as I did previously, that those who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit, the work which, he pre which His presence within accomplishes, is love, joy, gladness, peace, patience, and even temper, forbearance, kindness, goodness, benevolence, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control, self-restraint, continence, against such, against such things there is no law that can bring a charge. And those who belong to Christ, the Messiah, or Christ Jesus, the Messiah, have crucified the flesh, the godless human nature, with its passions and appetites and desires. If we live by the Holy Spirit, let us walk by the Spirit. If by the Holy Spirit we have our life in God, let us go forward, walking in line, our conduct controlled by the Spirit. Let us not become vainglorious and self-conceited, competitive and challenging and provoking and irritating to one another, envying and being jealousy of one another. Amen. So, I think, you know, when you read this scripture, most especially from the Amplified Version and from the Message, from the Message Bible, uh, what you notice is that it's a very self-explanatory scripture. But we'd like to dive in on a few things uh, in a very short amount of time. I'd like to talk about, first of all, verse 1, you know, where Paul talks about the fact that we are in a freedom. Or at this point, you're talking to the Galatians to say, you are... In this freedom, Christ has made us free, which means 
there is a freedom that we have been talking about all this while that we have received as believers and that the Galatians also had it. And he was simply mentioning to them to say that you have been completely liberated. Now, what does complete liberation look like? Because uh, some of us, a lot of us today have what is called independence in our nations. And if you look at that, uh, we still see uh, one of the things that uh, in South Africa and, and several other African countries, people would cry and mention to say, well, we have been given independence as, as a nation, which means we can live freely, but our economy doesn't seem to be as free as our living, uh, our living ability. So meaning that they, they then begin to cry about what is called economic independence. So it's, it looks like they still need to go and fight another, another battle for them to be able to win that economic independence. I, I, I don't know what would come after that, after they have won economic independence, whether there is something else they need to go and fight. I think there will be because uh, that is the nature of human life. But when you look at the word of God, the Bible says clearly that first of all, Jesus, if you look at several scriptures, it talks about how you know, by his stripes we were healed. That means our, you know, our physical independence in terms of sickness and such, infirmities over our body has been broken out, has been taken away. You know, we can literally live in total uh, health and, uh, and, and also, you know, without sickness. So which means that, that freedom we have received. Another one, we, we hear about how Jesus, the Bible says that he who owned all things, you know, which means when he was in heaven, God, Jesus, you know, existed as the owner of everything in the world. The Bible says that in heaven also there are streets of gold, which means, you know, despite us mentioning that he owned the world itself, you could have simply said where he comes from, he owns all gold. But the Bible says he who owned all things, including us, left it all, lost it all, so that you and I, may never lack again. So what was the point there? It means that he has come and liberated us on the side of economic, financial, and all those things. Mind-wise, the Bible says he has also paged our conscience of sin. So what I see there is that Jesus has liberated us completely, spirit, soul, and body. And that is how we need to be able to learn and understand that that is our life in Christ. We have been able to become free. So Paul is saying, walk in that freedom fully. Stay in it and don't let anyone ensnare you to inform you that this life you have received, the freedom you have received in Christ Jesus, you can only keep it by doing the ordinances, there were some certain laws and activities that people needed to do, ritualistic activities, killing animals, uh, providing certain sacrifices, uh, probably maybe giving more than the other person. Or, you know, if you give your tithe, and oh, then you become a child of God. That's not the case. We give because of the love. We give because of the instruction God has given us to say, this is the direction we should go. But not because 
that is the way that we get to access our freedom in Christ. So I want to encourage you. Today I want to strictly uh, stay right there that there's a freedom that we need to go on. And he says, don't let yourselves be taught by other people. And you say, no, it's not a very big issue. They're just telling us a bit of, 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 a, bit of uh, uh, a new message. You know, we love new messages. And that is not the right thing. You know, he says, listen, a little living, a little east can turn a whole bread, can make a whole bread uh, rise up. And that's the whole case right there, that if we get a little bit of perversion in our, in our, in our message of faith, uh, it could actually mislead us completely. And he says, I know, this is the, uh, uh, the assurance Paul got in his prayer, and I do know that, uh, this is in verse 11, I do know that you guys are going to remain in the, in, in, in the faith, because I've prayed for you, obviously, and because I'm, I'm talking to you over the word of God. So sometimes it is important to have other people talk to us. You know, there are some of us who we don't like to be encouraged. We don't like to be corrected also. The Bible talks about how only those who are corrected are loved. Therefore, sometimes receive correction. Receive, uh, you know, the ability to be, to be informed that you are going in the wrong direction. Have that, have that, have a place, have the humility to be able to listen to others over such issues. It's very important. And he says then, I wish those who unsettle you. Now this is a message to those who like unsettling others. He says, I wish those who unsettle you and confuse you would go all the way and cut themselves out. He was so angry. Now if you listen to what Paul is saying here, uh, he even goes on to speak so strongly, to say, I wish that, you know, that they would, they would be cut off themselves. Jesus says the same thing. He says, for those who, would like, who, who are confusing others, those who stand as stumbling blocks to others, they, they, they themselves do not want to enter the kingdom of God, and they also do not want others to enter the kingdom of God. I said, I wish for those that they may be uh, tied a, a big rock on their, on their feet and thrown into the river. What Jesus simply means is that I don't want them to survive. Why? Because they are a stamping block. There are others who are slightly weak in their walk and others are coming in and wanting to make sure that that kind of person never gets to see the day or never gets to see the light. Comes in, tells them very tough messages. You know, you have to give and give and give and give. That's the only way you can make it into your Christian life. That is not true. We give because of love. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm staying on that because a lot of people use such messages to bind us, to hold us, to bound, to, to hold us to the ground, and we can't breathe. But the Lord puts it as something. The Bible says, God, for God so loved the world that he gave. So we give out of love. So please take note of that. And it talks about dissensions. It talks about, but if you bite, this is verse, 20, verse 15, but if you bite, and devour one another in partisan strife. Be careful that you and your fellowship are not consumed by one another. I learned one thing, that when you begin to actually speak ill about each other, when you backbite, you know, when you, call, when you are a rumor monger, when you, when you speak ill about others in a group, I can assure you that if you speak ill with friend X, Friend X does speak ill about you with friend Y. And in, in, in a short time, it will be a war amongst all of you. And that is why one of the rules I have created is that 
if anyone comes to talk to me about another person who is a good friend of ours, before they can continue, and what's funny is that everybody comes with a, an interesting way. They start out to say, you know what? I, I noticed that our friend X has been doing this and I want us to pray for him or her. But let me tell you what they've been doing. That's how the whole prayer meeting ended and that's how you started gossiping. So, before we go too far, I always say, if we are going to pray for somebody else, have you approached them first and tried to help them and try to advise them? And what did they say? And if they say yes, then I say, can we call them and find out? Because you, are, you have love for them. That's the reason why you are telling me all these things, right? Why am I using this wisdom? Because it's very easy. There's a thin line between trying to create a prayer point to pray for someone's well-being and gossiping. And most times, we talk for two hours. And if it's a prayer, it's one second. Or none. That is gossip. But I say walk and live habitually in the Holy Spirit. And you will not fulfill. You will not be controlled. But you will not be controlled by your own desires. But you will be guided by the Spirit. And then you will certainly not gratify the cravings and desires of the flesh. And that is the whole big picture that we need to have. And the Holy Spirit, remember in chapter, chapter 4, when we spoke about how we have been given the Spirit of God that helps us cry out, Abba Father, that same Spirit is, is, is the one that you are being asked to say, walk by Him, live by Him, be guided. Now, when we talk about walking, you know, some people feel like, you know, uh, I don't know whether they are, you know, like you're seeing him walk in front of you and, and all those things. No, there's no such weird things. Don't do such weird things. Don't say, now I've left a chair here for the Holy Spirit. Or now as I enter into the car, the Holy Spirit has entered first. Oh, I cannot sit on that chair because there's a Holy Spirit sitting there. Don't do such weird things. The simple point is that he has come to live in us. He's come to live in our hearts. And right inside there, he will lead you if you would like to be led, if you would like to listen to him. Take some time, you know, pray and study the word. And as you do more of that, more of that because he, the Bible says that he does not come to speak of himself. He comes to teach you. He comes to remind you of what Jesus has already said. He comes to remind you about Christ. Remember, he's the spirit of Jesus. So he comes to remind you about Christ Jesus. So when you study the Bible, when you read the word of God more often, you will find that it becomes easier for you to be led by him, for you to hear his voice. So when I say voice, I also mean leading, direction, guidance. So the Bible says be led by him. And, but if you are guided in verse 18, but if you are guided and led by the Holy Spirit, you are not subject to the law. It's not easy for you to find yourself thinking evil of others. It's not easy for you to, to, to find yourself going all the way to actually sinning. Now, let me, let, me, let me show you what this subject of the law means. You know, it talks about the, by the scripture in the Bible, it talks about how a young lady who is single is not subject to the law of marriage. 
Because what someone else said somewhere, they said, the law is meant for those who break it. So in an event where you are not married, then you do not have to keep the law of marriage. In an event where you are not over speeding, then you do not have to be found wanting over a traffic light that went red on you. Nobody will have to chase after you that you crossed when it was red because you kept it rightly. In the same manner, when you are led by the Holy Spirit, when you walk by the Holy Spirit, you will find yourself that the, the Bible says that the, 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 the law of God has been engrafted, has been written on your heart. So that is something we need to take note of. That that is how we live our lives in Christ. Led by the Holy Spirit. And having said that, I want to mention that there are things that Paul has mentioned that, you know, if we do not walk by God, tempers, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, selfishness, dissensions, party, party spirits, factions, you want to break away, you want to be your own tribe, you want to be a small clique, you want to be all these things, you know, where, you know, you break away from other people, sects and, and, and peculiar opinions, heresies, envies, drunkenness, carousing. No, we just carousing and nothing more. I warn you beforehand that those who do these things will not enter the kingdom of God. But I want to inform you that if you read verse 23 from the, um, from, from, from the Message Bible, it, it, it's a very, very, very beautiful uh, reading verse 23 and what you see there it says legalism is helpless in bringing this about it get it, it only gets in the way among those who belong to christ everything connected with getting our own way and mindless responding to what everyone else calls necessities is killed uh, off for god crucified since then this is the kind of life we have chosen uh, but if we go back a little bit verse 23 sorry i was in 2024 but what happens when we when we leave god's way we, we, he brings gifts into our lives, much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Did you hear that? The things like affection to others, exuberance about life, exuberance, life inside you. Suddenly people wonder, how come you're excited in this life? It appears uh, serenity, peace of mind. We develop a willingness to stick with things. Perseverance just begins to emanate inside you. Before you were a weakling, you started something and stopped. But now there's that sense of completion, a sense of compassion in the heart and a conviction that basic holiness permits things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments. If you find yourself you are unloyal to others, check whether you have got fruit of the Holy Spirit working inside you. Not needing to force our way in life, able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. These are the few things that I wanted to mention that it's the kind of life that the Holy Spirit brings out. The fruits that begin to appear, you don't have to work them out. As the Holy Spirit is in you, they begin to come out of you. And I pray that this message from Galatians chapter 5 was helpful for you. Please read word by word and I pray that God blesses you. Thank you very much for taking time to join me today and I hope you will be able to join us next week. God bless you. Praise the Lord. I hope you have been blessed by the sharing of the Word of God today. And I pray that it takes root on good ground and brings forth a hundredfold harvest in your life. Please ensure to subscribe. Follow the Abundant Life with Gilbert and Jacobina on our social media platforms. 
Join us again next week for another inspiring episode. And remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Declare that with me, more abundantly. Stay blessed.